up y'all welcome back to episode 21 of bitches love brunch this is your co-host courtney and this is kiana and as always we are excited to be back um we're like the age of a podcast that can drink now we are (laughs) and i'm not drinking maybe on a break i will grab a drink just for that just to celebrate Oh, 21st yeah, episode. That's exciting. I'm legit that feel, is exciting. I legit now feel, we do want to get a drink. Yeah, I legit feel 21 <laughs> again. Like, I feel like I should be doing this again. I'm here for that. Um, Thanks, y'all. You made me lose my train of thought. So, we're 21. That's my bad. I didn't even know we were 21. <laughs> we're 21. We're happy to be back. Um... I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. We talked about Lord have mercy, and I'm normally the one that remembers. Uh, oh, dag. We talked about Roseanne. We talked <laughs> yes. about Roseanne and Barbecue Becky and implications of, um, of white women. Problematic white women. Not all white women, but... Not all white women. But a good portion of them. So hope you all enjoyed that. I hope they that. made that clarification for us. You said what? I said I hope they make that clarification for us. <laughs> they don't. And all black women. They don't. Some black and here women. we are being that considerate. <laughs> they don't. They don't do that <laughs> at all. But we. But you know, see, you about to have me going on another rant, so we won't do that. But that's what we Let talked me be about. Quiet because I keep throwing you off. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's what we talked about two weeks ago. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. It was just kind of really perfect timing because some of the feedback that we got in, in terms of like topics that we could talk about was Barbecue Becky and the implications of problematic white women and then Roseanne happened. So it kind of fell into our lap. So thank you to the topic gods. Um, <laughs> since we did a recap and kind of already stated that I was not drinking, Kiana, we'll go ahead and pass the mimosa for you. Are you drinking? And if so, what? I am drinking a Gatorade, but because we turned 21, I am going to get a glass of wine um, on our break. Sounds good. Yep. So it's happening. So drinks are in motion. Just, yeah, they're in motion. (laughs) But because we're not drinking right now, Courtney, you know, based off of your social media, you have done quite, you've done some drinking though. I did some what? You have done some drinking, just not on the show. Oh, I have been doing some drinking as of late um (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and it's nothing like a bobcat that will get you to do it um it's true i my one of my really good friends calling my brother he was in town two weeks ago so like these last two weekends in a row i have been drinking his sister was graduating from high school and so his mom already calls me his adopted daughter, and so when the rest of his family came into town, it was just like, this is what we do. I pulled out the brown liquor, they pulled out the tequila, and it was a good day. And then, Ooh. as I mentioned on uh, the last episode, our good friends Devin and Taria got married this past weekend, and, you know, that was Ooh. a Bobcat reunion. And let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, they had they had the dopest wedding one of course as you can expect from people like Devin and Saria 
But it was exactly. a morning wedding, which I thought was really dope. And I haven't even told Taria this yet, but I, I knew I liked her because not that I'm anywhere near marriage, but I was like, these are things that I was thinking about, mostly because I'm cheap. So the fact that she did like a morning <laughs> wedding, um, I was like, oh my goodness, that's something. Well, I didn't really, I don't want to really do a morning wedding, but like, I want to split it up because not everybody's going to be invited to the reception <laughs> because that stuff costs money. Anyway, they have this morning wedding. Mind you, Courtney and I have had full conversations about how we're going to make her wedding cheap or at the least <laughs> the amount of money she has to spend. We've, we've done this. Yes, we have. <laughs> so Kiana already, already. Kiana kind of already knows this, but to see it in action, I was like, yes, it's doable and I'm not going to feel bad about it at all because it was done. Like... And you have right. to make it happen. And sometimes you have to tell people no. And that's what it is. Right. Um, so they had a brunch reception. And they had bottomless mimosas. Yeah. Um, one with orange juice and one with, like, mango juice. And they had Bloody Marys and then they had sangria. So yes. super dope. Okay. At one point, I was at a table where we had, I think we had the most mimosas or drinks on our table out of anybody else's that. table and not that there weren't other bobcat tables but for some reason we were those ignorant people going to get two three mimosas at a time and at some point during the reception they ran out of champagne Tria came by the table and was like no I want you to drink up so we were like not that we weren't already doing it but you got it sis we going back for more right they had a break in between the wedding reception and then they had an after party at night so that gave people time to like explore Columbus get something to eat continue to drink if they wanted to and of course that's what we did I was with some other really good friends um and Kiana knows that for a while like I took a period off where I was not doing any shots but I had a good within the span of the day I had a good five shots maybe six who are you I don't know but I'm loving it I, I'm thoroughly loving it and I'm embracing it. Um, took more shots at the after party. So shout out to Devin and Tari again. They have contributed to shout my out recent. to y'all. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, it was it was a good time and it was like Tari was love. a fucking goddess. Oh my goodness, she was a goddess. I almost feel like I want to post their pictures on our page just so y'all can see how dope they were. I was gonna were. be like for. Our- <laughs> For our brunch cover, like before, when we post yes. when the episode comes out, I think Sharia and Devin should be the background. <laughs> yes, we might do that. I'll get permission from them. And I affectionately call them my personal makeup artist. I was like, how am I supposed to get my makeup done? Because Sharia's getting married and she does my makeup. And my co-host, right. Devin, was one of my first co-hosts in college. We hosted a, like, a fashion show or something like that together. So shout out to them again. But I'll reach out to them and see if we can post one of those pictures on the brunch page shout out to black love shout out to real black love real black love we should have um saved that for later because we definitely have a topic for that (laughs) yeah we do that would have been a good segue it would have been a perfect segue but But we're laying the foundation don't you worry right we have laid the foundation so i'm going to let after i went on my rant about drinking and brunch and mimosas um, I'm going to let Kiana share the good news and hit us with a quote. Yeah, let me pull that up. But in the meantime, I've also been doing a lot of drinking myself, and I've been coming out of my normal state of drinking. 
Meaning that I last weekend I was in Atlanta. I, and okay. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I decided to indulge in a little bit of Tito's. Now vodka is not my drink of choice, but my gosh, it was fine. <laughs> it worked out well. It wasn't terrible, like rum and alcohol. And I was just like, I don't know who I am on this new frontier, but yes. I was laughing because I was like, I know what you were in Atlanta for, and so that made me chuckle. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yep. You can do both. That's the whole. That's the whole concept of this podcast. That is like, very I can be true. a Christian and true. go for a Christian conference, and I can also still enjoy myself and have a few drinks. Like, I, God doesn't love me any less. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm fine with that. So here's the quote for the week. And this quote is because, you know, in, in our day, in the time of Donald Trump, and I ain't going to blame this all on him, <laughs> but in the, this, is, this is the era that we're in. In the era of Donald Trump, you know, there's been a lot of um, publicity around, you know, suicides, and a lot of our beloved celebrities have been, you know, victims of suicide. And so we just wanted to put this quote out. And this quote goes as such, this disease comes with a package, shame. When any other part of your body gets sick, you get sympathy, you get sympathy by Ruby Wax. I really, really so, like that quote because, yeah, like Kiana said, in light of everything that has been going on, um, it is so real. Like, anything else, you would get sympathy for. But mental illness... You're told to buck up. You're told but to let's get not even, over it. It's not even just sympathy. Like, you get praised for it. Like, you go to the gym every day and people are like, right. yes, goals. And I'm just like, but me going to the therapist is not the same thing? It's because it, it really is. It is. It's the exact same thing. So, we won't delve in this too much because we do want to save this for um, a later topic. But we wanted to touch on it in light of two um, two big suicides that have happened recently, and that is Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, both whom I love, um, and it was an utter shock to me. Like, when my cousin texted our little group chat about it, I thought it felt like she was texting me about an old college friend. Or, or like a distant cousin. And I was just like, not Kate. Not her. And it's just so... And then Anthony Bourdain, which I feel like there's this potential of like a copycat syndrome going on. Like once yeah. you see one person do it and you see that they are now free, that it makes you more comfortable doing it. And that's a little scary as well. But these were two very well-known very wealthy um very accomplished celebrities and it's just a reminder that that status and that money is not going to be enough to sustain you it's just you know the kate the the kate spade thing was so near and dear to me because anybody who knows me low knows i love my kate spade bags (laughs) they know i love my kate spade bags and um, even moving to Nashville, and they had like a K Spade outlet here. And um, 
it, it, she was just somebody I admired. You know what I'm saying? Um, in in her work, and I thought that her designs were a reflection of of how I, I would express myself in an artistic way, like very simplistic and chic. Like I just I love that about Kate Spade. And even coming home that day. And my friend, she gave me boxes to help me move. And I still have a few boxes here. All my boxes that I moved with were Kate Spade boxes. Like, this lady is all surrounded by me, and yet she felt so alone. Mm-hmm. And that just, that, that, that's troublesome. That's, that's troublesome. And too often we look at people and say, like, you have these great things. You have a husband. You have a daughter. You have all these good things going on. And people who are depressed and to be honest, I've dealt with my own share of, of mental illness, but like all those things could be going on and you know that, but that illness does not care. Right. <laughs> that, it doesn't care. It knows you know no what I'm limits. saying? Like it does not care. And so, um, I just really felt for her because I was just like, for somebody to admire you so much and for them to be surrounded by you in their regular life, you've never met them. And yet you feel like you were suffering within yourself by yourself. Like it's nothing like suffering within yourself by yourself. Like you can't escape you. Mm-mm. That's the one thing you cannot escape is yourself. And when you're, when your own brain and mind is turning against you, like who do you go to? Yeah. I, um, who do you go to? So that one, t- that one hit me deep. Anthony Bourdain, that was just as sad. Oh, my gosh. That was just as sad. But Kay is just all around me. <laughs> She's literally all around me. I think they both hit me equally as hard because um, Kate was, in terms of her fashion and, and her handbags, was everything that I traditionally was not. But her brand was a place and what I mean like when I think of Kate Spade I do think of people like Kiana sometimes because and Kiana and I say this about Kiana all the time so I know she won't be offended but Kiana can be like she is extra she will do like the bright colors and Kiana knows I will stick with a black and a brown <laughs> and <laughs> and call it a day and so Kate was like her brand was a place where it's like when I was ready to step outside of that box for myself that's a place where I would go. And for Anthony Bourdain, he was he was the example of my um my dream job to eat and travel and experience the world in that way through food and through other people's cultures. Um so it's just like to see that, to see one of your like dream job idols do that. It's just crazy to me, but it was like further affirmation that you have to like my do I want financial stability? Absolutely. Would I love to be wealthy? Absolutely. But my love life, my career, my faith, my family, my relationships, all of those, my impact on my community, all of those are equally as important. And that wealth, I will not sacrifice everything else just for that wealth. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. do I want to, you know, do I want to be financially stable? Of course. But I can't sacrifice those 10 other things for that one. Because that one, and none of, none of those things alone will bring me happiness. None of those things alone will bring me peace. 
Um, and I think that was just like a daily reminder that for somebody like Kate, where you could be as wealthy and as well known as successful as you want to be, but her husband filed for divorce and it sent her into depression. And so that right. says something like, I didn't, that can make somebody feel like I didn't do something right. And I can't right. fix this because he wasn't coming back. Um, so I think that's really deep and I really think that's really profound too because people in this day and age, people get so caught up in I want this, I want this person's level of success, I want to be Beyonce rich, da 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 da, and this is no shade, but I don't want Kate Spade fame in life or death. I don't want, I, I personally don't want that. The wealthiness, the peace, whatever that may, that may come with that, of course. But that, that's not a burden. That's not a burden for everybody to carry, and that's not a space I want to be in personally. And that's no judgment. That's just recognizing it's not as easy as it looks. That's just exactly. You know, there are a lot of people that I have to point that out to, and I love that you said like not. One of these things will make me happy. You kind of, you need balance. You need all of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I always stress to people, I'm just like, I love that I know what I'm doing with my life professionally. But my love life and my family are equally, if not more important to me than that. Yep. Like, and, and I'm okay with that. You might not be, but I'm okay with that. Me raising my kids means something greater than me going to work every day. Me changing generational curses and, and making sure they have a healthy upbringing. Like, I want that. Yep. I want that more than anything. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just like, uh, we, we fought in America, especially this is, and, and a lot of it has to do with the society we live in. We live in a capitalist society. So, that whole American dream, go to school, go to college, get a good job, do all these things. And after you do that, that'll fix all your problems. And that's not the case, y'all. We got work to do. We got work to do emotionally, financially, mentally, physically. Like, we have so much work to do. And it's not just about these careers. It's not just about how many degrees you can attain. Those are beautiful things. And I don't want to take anything away from that. But life, when life happens, them degrees ain't going to save me. Right. <laughs> I wish they could, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when, those when are the very happens, things my... that send you into depression. Honey, sometimes those are the root of what leads you right into the direction of depression. That's that that right there is that's your pathway there. Yeah. And so it's just it's unfortunate, but we got to get back to the basics of life, the ba- the basic needs and survivals. Like there are people who existed before us who were completely happy. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we got to get back to that. You know, it's not the social media like. I literally had to take a break from social media. I'm like, this is not real. This is not real life. And I want to take a break from being behind my phone and actually enter into the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, live this life, mm-hmm. Kiana. Not, not stay behind it and watch other people, you know, post their happiest moments in their, in their shittiest times. But go out there and live your life. Th- th- them people don't matter. You don't matter to them. They don't matter to you. Right. Go live. And at the end of the day, to. those are not going to be the people checking for you. Like... When when stuff is really down, <laughs> yeah, those those likes, none of that matters. None none of that matters. Like in the long run, now for the Instagram models and brand ambassadors, okay, 
some of that stuff means something, but still, at the end of the day, because it could all be snatched. And I think we, I can't remember if we talked about this before. I was going to say, that's before. the craziest thing about that. Like, if Instagram actually, like, went under, everybody would, like, a lot of people yes. lose their jobs. I can't remember if we talked about that on the show or not, but um, I remember you, you know, us having that conversation, and you said exactly that. Just, like, if Instagram went down today, how would you be able to brand yourself? How would people be able to remember you? Whether it's for social justice or the bikini you're modeling. <laughs> like, <laughs> how would you gain that exposure in order to make an impact, in order to um, earn a living? Yeah. It can all like, rest what there. What's your last post that will... How do you want people to remember you by your post? Your last post, how do you want people... What do you think people should see about you? I'm sure it ain't going to be that ass shot. Girl, I'm over here about to go look at what my last post was. <laughs> like, what? Okay, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> just need to check. <laughs> yeah, just have to check. But, again, we don't want to go too far in it. I think, you know, we just needed a minute to react to that um, on the show. Yeah. Because it's it's a big topic right now and also because I feel like it's going to be one of those things where we're talking about it now I give it one more week and we won't be talking about it anymore and this isn't some this isn't one of those topics that we can just continue to sweep on the, under the rug so stay tuned for us to address this again on the show or at least mental health and mental well-being yes Oh, last thing I want to say is that everybody plays a part in mental health, mental wellness. Watch what y'all say to people. Watch how you yes. treat people. You never know how you're going to trigger somebody. Yes. Um, because you're absent-minded. This, this because you're loose at the lip doesn't give you the right to offend people. You never know what they're going through. Yes. And God forbid you be the trigger for somebody's downward spiral. So just be more mindful of other people and the things that come out of your mouth. And the and you know what I'm saying? And how that can affect other people in general. Just just be more empathetic. Like Just be good people. Just do that. Right. And, um, just be good Because there's people. way too much going on in the world yeah man people people are so careless with their words and actions and they just like well they are what they are and it's just like no that affects somebody right that affects somebody you know what i'm saying so just be more mindful of the things that you do be more considerate i'm not telling you to tiptoe around people i'm just telling you just to think about them that don't hurt and and put yourself in their shoes because and it's so cliche to say but it's so real like nobody is perfect so remember what your yeah. triggers, triggers are like. That's something I'm very intentional about. People call me or people at, at work have said that I can be very diplomatic. Um, but I tend to be very direct yet diplomatic because I recognize like what my triggers are. And so it's not that I'm trying to be politically correct, but you, you, have to, you just have to be mindful of what space people are in. Um, and knowing that you, you probably have been in their shoes. Um, like you just never know where people are. And so you have to consider that and you just cannot make assumptions about where people are. And like you said, you can't, you just can't be talking out the side of your neck and saying anything that you want to, because there, there will be a reaction. It may not be one that you want and one that you're ready to handle. Yeah. Um, and that reaction could be immediate, but that reaction could be them going home 
um, and drinking until they're in a stupor because that's how they cope. Right. Like you And you don't want to be that person. And not to say that anybody should um, walk away with that guilt, but to know that you were somebody's trigger or something like that could have been avoided just by being a more considerate person. I think we should take a moment to do that. I think so. You know, I want to um, segue into our next topic, but you brought mm-hmm. up a good piece, and I think this is a good segue, was that... Um, Kate Spade's husband's announcement of his his decision to get a divorce spiraled her into depression. And so before Courtney and I started the podcast, I asked her a question because it is wedding season. So congrats to all my friends that are getting married um, this current season, all the ones who have. But um, Courtney and I, we, we both stated that we've both been so blessed to attend unions that we support. I don't know about you, but all of the unions that I've gone to, I've like 100% supported their union <laughs> and mm-hmm. love that they were together. And granted, my judgment doesn't impact y'all decision to do what y'all want to do with y'all relationship. But I believe in having people who are around and people who are at your ceremony that have good energy. And I do believe in, in your union. Uh, um I just think I just take that very seriously, like the people that you invite to your wedding, the people who are supposed to be in your wedding party. Like, I just don't think that those are just people for that day. Like when times get hard, I expect them people to be praying for me and my husband. You know what I'm saying? Like those are my mm-hmm. champions in this relationship. And so I asked Courtney, has she ever been invited to a wedding for a union she does not agree with? And I just think it's so important to really stress how how important the decision is to who you want to spend the rest of your life with because if the, the one thing that I say about you know my choices for my future is that anything that I can try to control I will try to do so like if I can go into a relationship knowing that this person wants to be a father to my kids now I don't know how this will pan out you know in our, in our relationship but as long as I know that you know, I, I put my best foot forward and know that you'll have an active father whether we're together or not. I want to try to have control over that. And also, divorce is serious. And if you can try to avoid getting a divorce, breaking up your family, tarnishing your kids' childhood experiences, there's so many things that come with divorce. I think that, you know, we should try our best to avoid that. And so, I, I just want to stress how important that is because literally a divorce sent this woman into depression. It was literally life or death for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that we are so frivolous in how we look at unions and marriage and, and thinking that it's a game. Marriage is not a game. Marriage was never intended to be a game. And people are getting married for the sake of being married and not for the sake of purpose and building a community and purpose within each other. Oh, just so many things. So, Courtney, would you go to a wedding that you don't necessarily agree with their union? Have you been in that would situation I, before? I would not necessarily say that I've been in that situation before, and here's why. Okay. Um, because, one, I've, I've been invited to plenty of weddings where you know you only know one side of the union so i'm i there are a lot of times where you're not necessarily going to know the full union like in this in this last well the last few weddings that i've been to or been in um but with devin and Taria, like i had the benefit and pleasure of like 
knowing and being friends with them individually and not individually like as a couple but like I knew Taria as a friend prior to her being with Devin you know what I mean and we had you know we had um hung out at OU like and interacted amongst you know student orgs and then I had a completely separate separate friendship with Devin prior to um him and Taria being together and then I got to have the experience of you know just knowing them as a couple and so I think sometimes that can actually be rare where you know both sides of the union and so that's why I'm like part of me is like I I won't necessarily approve or disapprove because a lot of times you're only going to know one half of the union but what I'll say in terms of why I still support it is because I know that person right if I can trust that person um, then I trust that they know that they're doing the best thing for themselves. And because from the outside looking in, like, again, no relationship, no person is perfect. Absolutely. Um, but if I trust um, and trust, and and like you said earlier, like, you don't need my trust or my permission to get you to the altar. You know what I mean? But that that makes me question or doubt that less because I know who you are. And so... As I have those conversations with my homegirls, you know, as they're getting married or um, or my homeboys that are getting married, like when they talk to me about, you know, oh, yeah, so we just finished up our marriage counseling or this is what we're doing and this is what he's doing or this is what we've been through over the last few years and this is how we got through it. Like that tells me y'all are in a good place, you know what I mean? And you're right. thinking about these things so I don't have to question the person on the other side as much because I know who you are as my friend and 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 I feel like not necessarily that in those situations like you're a representation of myself but like you surround with surround yourself with like-minded people you know what I mean yeah and so those things kind of typically play out now would I attend a wedding that I wouldn't that I don't necessarily support um I would probably say for the sake of my friendship of whoever it is, whether it's the bride or the groom, I probably would. Because by that point, that friend should and would already know, like, my feelings on that. Like, if we have discussed that. And that's a decision for you to make. And you just need to know that as your friend, whatever happens, I'm still going to be there. I have a couple of friends that have been divorced. Um one of my homegirls or divorced and or separated one of my homegirls like she had been with a guy for a really long time um they had a couple children together um and they got married eventually but it 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 didn't it didn't work out yeah um but that doesn't mean I didn't support her any less like you know that was the love of her life the father of her children um and even though they're not together right now they they like you were saying like they do the right things to support their children it's an unfortunate situation but whatever the outcome was supposed to come of that happened and I'm still supposed to be that supportive friend I'm conflicted I was gonna say (laughs) now the question is on you (laughs) I'm so conflicted just because I feel like I just think that we go, I I think a lot of things that we go through in this life, there's literally like no accountability. Um, Like for instance, 
And and some and, and I thought about this, and I know I might get some backlash for this, and I'm cool with it. I'm open to push back. Um, but like for example, when people talk about you know deadbeat fathers, like about they trip. I'm sorry, deadbeat fathers. Oh, mm-hmm. and like absolutely, Debbie fathers are trash. But as a woman, you're not gonna take no accountability for sleeping with this man that you knew was like this and putting your child through oh, this. I'm here for that. Absolutely. Really? Like black women, we be so quick to be like, we love our kids so much, we would do anything. But you couldn't do the one thing and strap up and give them, try to give them a decent parent. I really? See my face. Like, yeah. So. Part of me feels that way about divorce because you can talk to kids, like literally, like their kids who lives started to crumble when the, when a divorce happened. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when their earth shattered. That's when everything mm-hmm. that was normal was torn apart. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to blame the parents, but at the same time, like in every situation, there's in every relationship, there's two people, and everybody has a role that they play. Whether it be I I am a victim of this and I stayed for too long, or I'm a perpetrator of this and this is where it was rooted from, like everybody plays a part. And so part of me wants to be that friend that's like, hey, I want to support you through this. But another part of me is like, I don't know. Like this isn't what God was talking about. I can't I can't stand behind this because I also ain't gonna be that person that when they um, call out for people to object, I ain't objecting at nobody's wedding. I'm not doing that. If that's the case, I need not to go. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that um, I'm just conflicted in that because I just feel like we wander through life and I just think it's just a lot less accountability for people. And I think that if we held people a little bit more accountable for this too, hopefully they would take it a little bit more seriously. Not saying I want to change the world, but I don't know. That's that. I'm so conflicted in that. That's why I asked you, because I'm literally torn between doing this or not doing this. And I, it's, it's just... It's bigger than you. That's the thing. Like, life is so much bigger than ourselves. Like, there's so many people affected by divorces. And I think that... I think it would be cool if we had, like, somebody on the show to talk about, like, the ripple effect of a divorce and all the things that it does impact Mm -hmm. from, Mm -hmm. like, where your kids stay, how many rooms Mm -hmm. you got in your house, if you have split custody. Like, it just changes the dynamic for everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just don't think that we look at it as seriously as we should. But that's just, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Just because I it's so sacred to me. So I have a few reactions to that because you bring up some really good points. And one of, one of my first reactions, one of the first things that came to mind is I think I struggle with it and I'm a little bit more concrete with it because mm-hmm. I'm not, for my circle of friends, I'm not concerned. <laughs> so True. I think it's, I, like, I'm, I'm really... True. I'm really not concerned and for for those for for my circle of friends if if I did ever find them in that position um then that's then we were already having those conversations before we got to engagement you know what I'm saying like and and I agree with your accountability piece but I think that happens a lot earlier on um than than me getting an invite to that wedding. Yeah, that's like, true. If you're really one of those friends, 
we were close enough where I was having this conversation with you years ago, <laughs> like when you first started dating the guy. Um, second thing that came to mind, there are some exceptions to that, right? If I find out that he's abusing you <laughs> verbally, physically, whatever, any of those things, that's a whole different thing. If I find, that, find out that that is happening, no, I'm not going to your wedding. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit more definite and, again, a little bit more concrete. Um, third, you brought up another really good point where I just feel like, and it's funny you say this because I've been thinking this, I saw, now granted it's a celebrity, so like <laughs> it doesn't hold much water because I feel like that's what celebrities do, but that that also was an irritator for me because I feel like that's where we see this happen a lot. Yeah. And, and then, and then people, working class people, everyday people find themselves trying to imitate this lifestyle. But I saw somewhere that Ariana Grande was engaged after dating the guy off of a couple of weeks. And I was just like, that is so disrespectful to me, to the union. Like, you don't, and I don't know this woman, right? But, like, people people are out here doing this stuff for play play. And it's like, this is not a game. This isn't just dating. And then you have these celebrities who are a little younger who are living this, who have been living this lifestyle of this is what they do. They hop from relationship to relationship because they can, and they hop from marriage to marriage because they can, and then you have everyday people that are witnessing this. I mean, and then these, these celebrities go on to have very big weddings and invite whoever and whomever they want to. And I think that's the other thing. Like, And I started to make a post about this, but something happened on social media. And I was like, okay, now was not the time to do that. But <laughs> like, when I get invited to a wedding, I really take it as an honor. I do too. Because... You didn't have to include me in that head count. When plates are $70, $75 a pop, you didn't have to do that. But you counted me as somebody that you wanted to be there to witness this union, right? Exactly. So I take that, I don't take that lightly, but I think sometimes in this day society, so I don't, it sounds like this is something that you're kind of addressing right now. I would also assess that friendship. Is this the type of person? No shake to whoever this is, but is this the type of person that's just like, yes, I want anybody to be there because I want to make it this party. I want to make it this big thing when, you know, we might not even talk that often. I don't even know if I have, you know, like a true presence in your life. And that's something that I also consider when I get invited to these weddings or even baby showers and stuff for that matter. Like, girl, like if you're doing this just to get a gift. I'll send you a gift card. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? I got like, you. But I ain't going to know like, you're for real. You. <laughs> right. Or if, if I know that, like, I might not see you again for two years after your wedding. And not, that, and not that I don't want the invitation. But, again, I just count it as an honor to be there. And I just think that people have a tendency to be so frivolous with marriage and even who they're extending invites to because they want to do it for show. They want to do it for the grand that it gets to be too much and it's not about it's not about the real thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm missing the whole point about the union. So those those are my additional reactions, but I love that you made that point about the friendship cuz it should it should start before 
you know, the actual engagement or the pursuit of marriage. Those conversations with your friends should start there. But mm-hmm. we also know that there's different levels of friendship. There's there different, is. There's there different levels yeah. of people who are in your life. And um, Absolutely. Yeah, I feel it. I feel I'll it give though. you a good example. So, you know my friend Marty. Shout out to Martinique. Hey, um, Marty. I first met her. Matter of fact, they just celebrated their six-year anniversary. Um, I first met her maybe a few months before her wedding. Mm, um, okay. And we got cool, and she got cool with um, some of her coworkers. It was like a new program at my job, whatever. So they all got super close, but I also got close with her as well to the point where I had come over a couple of times to, like, help her with, like, um, among some of her other friends, like, with wedding decorations and all of that. And so she extended an invite to me for the wedding. But I told her, like, at the wedding, I went to the ceremony. I was like, I'm not going to stay because I know this cost. Like, you just, like, and I didn't say all of this on the wedding day, but, but she knew what I was saying. Yeah. Like, I just met you a few months ago honored to be here I'm glad that I was able to help you know in preparation for this glad I was able to witness this um I'm gonna go ahead about my day you enjoy the reception you know what I mean and do what you have to do like when you start meeting co-workers two weeks before your wedding and then you all of a sudden feel like you want to add them to the guest list come on boo Mm-mm. right <laughs> you gotta do some filtering out like no, now granted, six years later, so I kind of count their wedding anniversary as like the wedding or the anniversary of our friendship. But six years later, and yes, we are still really good friends. I would consider her one of my best friends. But not at that like at that time, we wouldn't have known that. Yeah, you, you just like it just can't it just can't be that. I feel like that. Maybe not in every situation, but that dumbs it down. That cheapens the even the friendship. So. I'll get off my my rant. It does. That. One of my coworkers, she just got married, and I've been there for two years. So I've known her for two years, even when she was dating this guy, and I knew that she wanted to be like she she's been gunning for this. I'm so happy for her, but she didn't invite anybody from our office, and I loved it. And I was like, oh, it's such a sacred day. Like keep it between the people that yes. love you and your husband. Like yes, I was just so excited for her, and it wasn't offensive at all. Like I just thought. This day was so sacred for her. And I was just like, keep that between your family and, and your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. everybody everybody shouldn't experience that with y'all. This is it's yeah. so it's so personal. It's so personal. Yeah. So I I love that she did that. Well, that was a good random topic. Somebody actually asked me. Was it a couple days ago? Oh, yeah, it was a couple days ago. I remember who it was now. Um, boo. Um, <laughs> we'll be talking about on the next episode. And I was like, honestly, sometimes we don't know until right before the recording. So if you all can't tell, we're going to be doing a little bit of hopping around on this episode. Um, it's still going to be good. Covering. And y'all still going to listen, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Look, not hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so we're going to run the gamut. Um, I have to bring this up because I know the fan that you are, and there is no segue to this other than the fact that they are married. Um, 
But a couple days ago, Beyonce and Jay-Z released some photos. I really thought they were photoshopped. I hope that they were photoshopped, but obviously they weren't. (laughs) People were up in arms about it. And as a fan, I wanted to... um, As a what? A fan of whom? You're not a fan of Beyonce? No, I'm talking about you. You oh. being a fan. <laughs> I was, and I'm pretty sure you're you know, a member of the Beehive. So I really want to get your thoughts on these pictures. Part of me is low-key disappointed. I'm very vocal in my disappointment for Beyonce whenever I am disappointed by her. Because that's my sister and I can be. So we got that type of relationship. But um, <laughs> I'm just kind of disappointed. I felt like she almost Kim Kardashian herself. During, like, a height of her career. And I just, I hate that. Like, we never needed your body out there, B. We never we never needed the, the most intimate part of your life out there. Like, we was cool just knowing y'all fall in the elevator and got y'all shit back together. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could have been cool with that. But let me be clear and say this. Jay-Z, and I quote, said, what did he say? Ain't no such thing as an ugly billionaire. I'm cute. That is a lie. <laughs> that is a lie and while I love Hove and Hove is literally on the top three of my favorite rap artists you have to understand that you're just not the most attractive person which is why you made that statement in the first place Beyonce ain't nobody trying to look at Jay-Z being that vulnerable he look uncomfortable oh my gosh he looks uncomfortable he literally looks uncomfortable it's just like don't why do this now I just want to know like why now but what are y'all trying to prove? I don't I don't get it. Like, you said you was going to work it out with them. Y'all renewed y'all vows. Y'all showed that. Like, what else y'all want the world to know? Because we, we were fine without it. We respected you without it. So I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But to see Jay-Z like that, that intimate, honey, I think I could have lived my whole life without seeing that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm critical of her when I need to be. Just like that album, what was this? The self-titled album, I just thought it was had way too much sex in it for her to have the broad audience that she has. I was just like, that's inappropriate for her younger, the younger listeners. Now, granted, their parents should probably, um, you know, supervise how much they listen to this CD, but I just thought she was reckless with that. But she's also grown, and she's also married, so she could talk about it if she wants to. But at, a same, at the same time, when you have an audience who is younger and that does follow you and is still a huge part of your fan base, like there's a, there's a certain level of accountability you have to have for the audience that you serve. Just kind of like how we feel about Kanye West. Like you have to have accountability for the shit that you say because mm-hmm. it affects your audience. And so, you know, when you have a platform like that, you just have to be more mindful. So I am perfectly okay being critical of be when I need to. And I am more so comfortable at, you know, letting people know that Jay-Z not sexy. And everybody has always known that. Like, I don't remember a time that anybody's been like, oh, that dude that's seen Big Pip, Big Pip and he fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's ever said that. <laughs> nobody's ever said that about Jay-Z. So everybody knows that Jay-Z has never been a sex symbol. So I don't I don't know if he's doing it to, like, he doing whatever his, his woman's telling him to do. But, like. I don't know. It just didn't look good. It just didn't look good. So, that is not the response I was expecting. Why you liked Um, it? As I mentioned, (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily say that I liked it. I just wasn't surprised. What I was surprised by was some of the beehive or even people that weren't in the beehive just like 
really up in arms about it like ugh, no and a little bit more than what you are like I feel like you are being like constructively um critical about it um whereas other people are like no she shouldn't have done that type of thing and to me I guess it just I'm gonna say this knowing that I'm probably gonna get some backlash like for some time and I say this not about Beyonce as a performer but just like as a person like I think she's a little basic so I didn't think that this was above her. Um, or did I mean below her? <laughs> I really had to think about that. I didn't think it was below. Like something like this would be beneath her, I should say. But like, because I'm looking at the photos now. And so the first photo of like her on her side and she's like reading the paper or something like that. I did think that was a bit much because it was like very ass shoddy you know what I mean it was just like you didn't like you said you didn't have to do that but again I'm not surprised and so part of me is like why is Beyonce catching all of this backlash when it's people out here doing this every day you know what I mean I feel like she did it with her husband I mean Kim K does this for shits and giggles (laughs) <laughs> like and the moment Beyonce does it is like now people feel like she's putting herself on the same platform as Kim K and I don't think that's necessarily the case now the second picture where she's like bought up um, I would like to first for Jay Z I can't do anything about that man's face but for everything else like I think this is a Whoever this photographer was, I think this is a horrible angle. Like, an absolute horrible angle. Like, it, does, it doesn't it does do him any justice from, like, his body standpoint. So, I'm, I was kind of looking at it from that perspective. But, I feel like this could have been the more tasteful of the two pictures. And it just didn't turn out right because of a poor, like, a poor shot. And this is the one that y'all chose to put up. Can we just talk but, about how them pecs don't look real, though? That they don't look like Jay-Z's body. That, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, he looks way bigger here than I believe he truly is. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, no. No, this was, no. But I, I think that people are disappointed in her because she's never had to do this. Like, Beyonce is never, like, sex, sexy for herself, not sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's always been very right. sexy. But she's never been like, let me open up my ass cheeks and give y'all a, a look. Like, she's never been that kind of girl. So I, I understand that because it, it is a little disappointing. Cause it's, and another thing, it was kind of like when I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and they were talking about how a lot of people don't really know how to maneuver in the age of social media to like keep clout mm-hmm. up or to keep listeners like because this is just a new phenomenon nobody's done this before and I just think that maybe this was a ploy to get that type of attention via social media but like you never needed that do baby. you really yes what el- I don't get it what else did you do it for because y'all could have kept that shit hanging above y'all bed and kept it going why'd y'all post it why I mean, I thought the same thing about that picture where she was in all them flowers and shit when she announced that she was pregnant with the twins. I we like, needed that, though. That was royalty coming into the earth. That was royalty <laughs> coming into the earth. So we got, we understood. 
But at that point, she was half naked. But there's there's no, so much beauty in a woman being pregnant and actually being comfortable in her skin. Absolutely. And so when I see this, though, I see this as like we have to keep in mind that Beyonce is not Destiny's Child Beyonce anymore. No, this she's not. Is, this is a woman comfortable in her skin. Like and, and I could agree to some to some extent, like take the photos. You don't necessarily have to post them. But again, that is somebody being comfortable in 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 her skin. And Jay Z made me now I kinda agree that this was probably something was like Beyonce wanted to do, so we did it. Um, but I don't see this as a ploy for Beyonce because she doesn't have to. Like she was and, and I think and that's why I feel like it it wasn't a ploy because she knows that she does not have to. This is something that probably at, at this point in her life, I done birthed Two kids, Three kids. I still don't believe she, I still don't believe she birthed, birthed Blue Ivy. Bye. <laughs> but I done birthed two to three kids. And I'm happy in my womanhood. And I can show that. Again, that first shot for me with the thong is just like, it is very Instagram model ass shot. I think this is where. But, but I, you grown. I think this is where we all get in trouble because we've put her on this pedestal. And to be honest with you, I don't know one woman whose husband has gone through any type of infidelity and they, and the woman comes out on the end feeling a hundred percent secure. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so she's been through a lot. And even though she is Beyonce, obviously Beyonce Still had to deal with infidelity and struggling with whether she was woman enough for her man, complete enough to be everything that he needed to be. And part of me feels like this is that insecurity showing just a little bit more, too. I really feel that way. Like all of these all of these public announcements for her and her husband that are doing so right. We knew that you forgave him and lemonade. That was two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, we already knew that. And so for you to keep continuing to do that, it's almost like she's she's a woman. She's insecure. She She's still fighting for her marriage. She's still fighting for her man. Like, a lot of women are. But we can and talk about humanizing. that. And that's humanizing. That is humanizing. That's very humanizing. But I, but I also I just think it might be therapeutic. It can she be therapeutic, too. It can like, be. Because that's not going to stop. Like, when you have gone through infidelity... It doesn't. It just doesn't just stop at okay. You know, we talked about how I forgave him two years ago on Lemonade. Like, it's not two years and we're done, because again, back to things that are triggers. Like, any one thing could happen. So it's like, what do I need to do as a partner in this relationship to maintain what we ultimately want to be, or just to, to keep make shit sure hot. that we're not that frivolous, <laughs> right? To keep shit hot. To make sure that we are not that frivolous couple because this is marriage. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Not that necessarily at the expense of my happiness, peace, sanity, whatever, or my morals. But this may be therapeutic for her. And this will be the only time that y'all will see me talking about Beyonce this much in this way. (laughs) But I just say that because every woman's journey is different. And I think you're right, like... After after something like that, there is there's always going to be a certain level of, and maybe not always because I I haven't been to been through infidelity infidelity in a marriage, but 
to some degree, that inkling is going to be there and it's going to be underlying and you're going to continue to have to work through it. And if this, if this um, displays insecurity, if I were Beyonce, I would be like, so be it. Because for me, this displays fighting for my marriage and this is what I'm going to do. And we're going to have to work at it. But again, I just like I think she knows that she didn't have to do it. But let me say this to all the women who feel like they have to fight for their man after infidelity. One of the most beautiful things and one of the most um, one, one, one reason why I absolutely loved Lemonade was the last song on the CD called All Night. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've listened to Lemonade. <laughs> Come um, on now. <laughs> but um, one of the things she said was that what her... What, it, what, it, what is the line in this song? Because I think it was like... It, it pretty much... It, it was so much... It was the power of redemption for me. It was that two people have to play a role in building this mm-hmm. person back up after you've torn her down. You know yep. what I'm saying? And um, I'm trying to pull up the lyrics right now while I'm still <laughs> like trying to buy some time. But um, what does this say? My... Because it, that literally is... Oh, my torturer became my remedy. Like the person who put you... <laughs> my God. The person who tortured you was the solace that you needed to heal like and he and he too has to take responsibility for your healing and then he has to be a part of that process and as you can see jay-z is very much a part of those pictures whether it's flattering or not um so just make sure that if you fight for infidelity (laughs) after infidelity or things of that nature make sure that man is fighting with you make sure he's healing you from the pain that he's caused you because it's not it's not just a woman fighting for a relationship so i don't want to glorify somebody fighting for somebody who's cheating on them but i want to glorify the fact that her partner is had has I'm taken fighting responsibility. because you chose to stay in. Exactly. Is exactly. Yeah. He's just like, you tor- You were my torturer. You you literally were the person who tore me apart. Now put me back together. And that nigga is right next to her. On that. No, absolutely. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't want that to be the um, what we were portraying at all either because I believe in order for somebody to successfully fight, um, like it, it has to be done like I'm a partner in this relationship because I know that even though you were the torturer um, and you have to step up, there's a lot of fixing that you have to do. It could all be null and void if I don't react to that. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and drop that right there because I, I can be honest and say that I've been that person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and not And not necessarily in terms of like infidelity or cheating, but... If somebody has done you wrong and and you're asking for them to step up, change, show up and do whatever, and they start to try to do the work um, and you don't show up to that work. Then it's like then, then you're then you're just what's the word I'm looking for, like. You're reprimanding them all for all for just knowing to get that satisfaction of them trying to bust their ass to please you knowing like that that's not going to be enough and, and that's not that, a 50-50 relationship and that truly is not the definition of love love holds no bearing of wrongs <laughs> you know what i'm saying it like not. it's, it's, and it's not, not the definition of love them, but we're going to actively work at it together so i can't sit here and complain to you like i need you to do this i need you to fix this i need you to be better i need you to step up show up and then not react 
to it at all and not acknowledge it at all. That's not fair. That that will not sustain the relationship either. Um, so women think about that as well. Like you can't be like, I need to come back. I need for you to check in with me. I need you to do A, B, and C. And then when he does those things, you don't acknowledge them. Mm-mm. It doesn't work that way. So we talked about a lot today. And it went by pretty quick. You wanna wrap up? Like I Yes, we are gonna wrap up because like I said, I'm I'm not and hold me to it, I'm not ever gonna give defend Beyonce that much. I'm never holding you to that because I would love to talk about her, so you're gonna have to do that for yourself. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, let's wrap up. Um let's move into our tips of the week. Yes. I guess I'm going first. All right. So yes. <laughs> I have two tips. Ooh, me too. <laughs> I low-key just want to do like a whole list of tips, but I'm not going to do that. So my first tip, I'm going to give her a 30% tip goes to Jamil Hill. Mm-hmm. Jamil Hill gave her commit, well, the graduation address at her high school. And her high school named their auditorium after her. So shout out to Mumford High School naming their auditorium after Jamil Hill. I'm super proud of you, girl. Keep reaching. We know we've we've been rocking with you. So (laughs) we are I'm just excited to see her grow. And then secondly, this tip, because it has never, I don't know if we've never brought this up on the show, but I think it is wedding season and it is due time and the respect is overdue to. I want to give a shout out to 111, which is Courtney's bow tie line that she, um, she has, she has a bow tie line that she's been doing for years now. And it's been phenomenal. And a lot of our friends that use her in her wedding, a lot of other people have used her in her wedding and their weddings and their special days or occasions. So shout out to Courtney during this season. It's really busy, busy season for her and check out her bow tie line. Courtney, if I don't, want to do the social media handles if you know the social media handles can you do the work <laughs> so we can get your business popping or so I mean I it already will, is popping but I'm just saying I don't I don't want to give them the I wrong place to go to I do that um, I appreciate that tip this week because it is definitely wedding season and I went on a um, crazy run of orders of just wedding and non-weddings and just when I thought it was getting ready to slow down, um, it has not. Yes. So, and that is a good thing. So I appreciate all of the love and support that you all um, show me. Um, continue to hold me accountable for my business because we talked about that a couple episodes back. Like, um, you not, you know, people are not obligated to shop with me as a black business owner, but when you do. Um, I feel honored and always I feel honored when people choose me to be a part of their, in my business, a part of their wedding day. Um, normally I would say Father's Day is coming up, so get your orders in. Yes. But it's too late because oh, <laughs> Father's Day true. is like a few days away at the time of this recording. But um, so my Instagram handle is 111 underscore style. 111 underscore style so thank you again Kiana for that shout out um, again it is pretty busy but um, hopefully at the end of the year I will have more announcements about possible expansions for the business or yes. expansions for the business so 
might be able to get something in there for the ladies. We will see. Um, my tips. My tips of the week are going to be, I actually have three, so I am running a list. <laughs> um, I'm going to quickly shout out Sierra and Russell Wilson. Um, and they are looking to buy a major league baseball team, which I think is so absolutely dope. Get you a, um, get like you a Russell. To... <laughs> Not a future. But for real. But for real. Like, I want a Russell. Um, and I feel like this speaks to, Kiana, what you were talking about with, like, Diddy and the impact that he can make. So I feel like, you know, things are progressing and, and people are trying to make moves and appropriate moves when when the opportunities present themselves. So shout out to Sierra and Russell Wilson. Um, shout out to, oh, I didn't give them a tip amount. That'll just be an honorable mention. <laughs> My second tip will be um, Robert De Niro. My uncle. He was at the Tonys and took the stage and said, I'm going to say one thing. And he said, F Trump at the Tonys. Okay? <laughs> at the Tonys. Um, he gets a 30% tip for that. And then my last tip is going to go to uh, one of my really good friends, Marty, and the Activated Podcast. Um, Marty just did an interview on this new podcast, and you guys, they are like super new. I think this was, Marty's episode was episode number two, but I can already tell that I love it. So it's called Activated. It's by one of her really good childhood friends, but it's a how-to guide on activism. And so I think she's going to just kind of be like exploring um, talking with different people and what they're doing in terms of activism in their communities. And so just kind of as we have talked about the movement and all of the things that are changing and all of the things that we could be doing, I think this would be a great podcast to listen to to just kind of get some insight to, you know, just figure out how to operate and begin to engage from the activism standpoint in your communities. So I'm going to give them, Marty and her friend, I cannot, um, I believe her name is Asmara. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, but I'm going to give them a 50% tip. Yeah, so shout, shout out to, to y'all. I can't wait to listen. Have, have they started yes. posting yet? They have. Um, I may have to drop uh, the the Instagram their Instagram handle in, the, in our story. Okay. But when I tell you that... And so for those of you all that don't know... Marty, she's a really good friend of mine, but she is like, I think I've been saying this to her as long as I've known her. She is this amazing writer, and I keep telling her, like, I can't wait for you to drop a book. When I was listening to this episode, she dropped so many gems. Like, like it almost brought me to tears. Yeah, I had Marty. to stop in the middle of listen, listening to the episode. One, just because of how proud I was of her. Too because of how real it was and I was like this is it why are you so eloquent with with this and she was particularly speaking about like black women and we all know how that can get so go check out that episode oh I'm so excited I love Marty she's such a ball of just like good energy that I would love to listen to her no matter the day <laughs> right I just right. I love her that's so cool I'm so excited you will not be disappointed all right do you have any brunch spots? 
I do. So there's a brunch place that I recently went to in Nashville. Y'all, I've been getting, getting my brunch on lately. So all the okay. weeks that I missed, I'm back at it. But um, this one is called 51st. Ah, just when I pulled mm-hmm. it up and then forgot. Uh, 51st Kitchen and Bar. Courtney, we got to go. First off, they had this... Um, like a brunch appetizer and it took about 20 minutes which was fine girl they made these like they made these cinnamon rolls from scratch my gosh mm. they were it was absolutely amazing so that was phenomenal then i had some steak and eggs it was just it was just really really good it was a really good um experience one thing however i will say the food was phenomenal the food was off the chain the service was low-key shitty um just because the guy made a remark to me and granted i never asked about you know when the cinnamon rolls were coming out because the menu clearly said 20 <laughs> minutes and i'm literate um, and he was like, yeah, I just want to let you know that the cinnamon rolls are coming out. You know, it does take a while. It's from scratch. This isn't IHOP. Uh, nobody said this isn't Waffle House. Er, bitch, what? <laughs> so, um, I would suggest them work on that. But other than that, the food was phenomenal. So, I would go back, but I would just progress, request a new server. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I actually went to a... Um non-traditional brunch spot um i was actually in cleveland this past weekend and if you know cleveland then you know all about slimans and the new slimans in on chagrin or office chagrin which i didn't know until this week that they offer a brunch buffet and if you know slimans slimans is a corned beef place but (laughs) so they have a brunch buffet but the most important part, like I said, is the ten or eleven dollar mimosa. I think it was like ten ninety nine bottomless mimosas that I could do. Now, granted, I didn't partake in the mimosas at the time because what? I was going to drive back to Columbus. Oh. I know, I know, but I was like, for ten dollars, I can get ten mimosas and be good. Like <laughs> we done here, but I also have to drive back to. And get home safely. Otherwise, that would have been a very interesting trip. So, shout out to the brunch spots. I'm proud of both of us because we went on, like, a little hiatus for a minute. We did. So, I hope to keep this trend going. Maybe I'll experience something this weekend. Oh, this weekend is Pride Weekend in Columbus. So, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to be experiencing my first Pride Parade. So, hopefully, um, between Saturday and Sunday, I will be at somebody's... uh, very festive brunch. You better go out and, and be. I don't. I was literally about to make up a word. Intersectionologist. That's not a word. You better intersection at the Pride <laughs> Parade. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not where I'm going to find my husband. But, but it's where you'll also find a good time. I'm trying to be. Social. You never know. You might meet a man who's just as comfortable and conscious and wants to support the community right. too. Hopefully, you do find him there because that's the man that. Um, we won't go there. To have a man that's an ally? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yep. But, um, you know, we can go. So, before we get to our um, our social media handles, Kiana has an announcement. Well, not really. Um, I just want to shout out. <laughs> I just want to shout out the <laughs> Cypher Podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's not an announcement, but I want to shout um the Cypher Podcast, oh, I had the privilege of going on the Cypher Podcast with KJ and Maya, and this was 
Uh, actually, it was a really cool opportunity. Like, I had such a good time recording with them. Because sometimes, men be talking, you got to check them. You got to check them. And I just thought it was just such a good balance with me and the other girl who was on the podcast. And she's absolutely phenomenal, too. Um, I got to get her Instagram handle, too. But she she was off the chain um what's her name oh it's that simple oh unpack bags that's her blog that she has at unpack oh bags. yes i saw that so she was really good too but like it's it's so interesting to have that dynamic because if you don't have a woman in the room um to check them in they just go off the hinges they literally do oh, like tell me about i think it. some guy was <clears> at <throat> one of mile he had made a comment about how he doesn't like interracial dating because he's like how is this white man treating this black woman i'm just like but do you ask your black friends how they treat their black women like don't, right. don't do that don't do that don't make it seem like they didn't went off into harm's way like all y'all trash white men too so check on all y'all right. <laughs> none of y'all are exempt exactly but it was such a good experience they show major hospitality when i went there I actually tried some coconuts to rock for the first time that was off the chain i don't know what it is about me and vodka right now we might be into something together but um yeah so if you can check out the cypher podcast they're doing big things here in Asheville. so shout out to y'all i'm excited to listen can't wait to check it out uh the guy would you say his name was kj, KJ? um he sent me the link the other day so oh that's what's up I'm excited to to listen, yeah. But yeah, they were funny. They were real cool, but they were really, really funny. So yeah. All right. Do you want to give people our social media? Yeah. Um, so ways to connect. You guys can find us on our Facebook group at Bitches Love Brunch. We're also on Instagram at Bitches Double Underscore Love Double Underscore Brunch. Um, feel free. Actually, don't feel free. You have to. If you're listening, then you have to go on <laughs> iTunes and go subscribe and go review and then go to SoundCloud and then subscribe there too and then review that as well. Um, we just want to make sure that you guys know that you guys have a voice and you know we're listening. All those ideas that you gave us about topics, like those are our topics because we care about y'all. This is what it's about. So go and follow us on our social media platforms and please go out and follow. Um, us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Spotify is coming soon. And go share with a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. That's what I was just about to say. If you um, follow us on Instagram, whether it is um, the podcast page or one of our personal pages, please, please, please share. Put it. Put us in your IG stories. Make a quick little post about us. If you come across, I understand, you know, some people don't listen to every episode. I get that because I'm like that with even some of my favorite podcasts where, you know, I kind of pick and choose sometimes, but then I go back to others, Yeah, whatever the case may be. But if there's an episode that you really love, please promote it. Just put it on your IG stories, post it on your Facebook, do whatever it is, but share the love, spread the word, um, and get a couple other people hit. All right, y'all. See you in a couple weeks. Bye.